is Monday, May 10th. Welcome everyone to Lunar Sports Talk. Here Macaulay, Zach Rothenberg, we've got the great Chad Catcher going with us. Look at this, guys. I feel like it's been a minute since we had the three amigos, you know, roll along here. It's nice. Yeah, it's good. Do you know today's National Golf Day? It's oh. also like National Clean. Is it really? I should have <laughs> said that before I kept going, but. According to <laughs> I had to throw the random fact out to get the show started, so. Dude, we should have been playing golf yeah, I like instead of doing this. I, I haven't played in like three weeks. My, my itches are off the chains. We never play together, Chad. I was thinking about that the other day. We gotta we gotta get out there and swing the clubs a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah all three of us. Too. I mean, Zach little, and I played already together. A little sidetrack swing. That'd be fun. A little sidetrack. We should do like a sidetrack scramble. That'd be fun. Um, there we go. But before I get too sidetracked here, but we got a great show for everyone uh, on this awesome May Monday. It's been a hell of a week coming up to the show. We'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. But you know, no, I'm, I'm too giddy. We gotta talk about how we got Myron Mixon coming on this week. This is gonna be so exciting. This is this is. Woo! I mean, do we have? I'm trying to think. Was, was Kyle pre-draft last year? Because there's yeah. something about the springtime. We're just getting those Grand Slam guests on. It's beautiful stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think he was like two or three shows before the draft, and then we had uh, Driscoll, and then I think we had that like um, mock draft. So uh, I, I, probably two or three before. No mock draft. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but that's gonna be awesome. So we're gonna. Talk to Myron tomorrow, and if anyone doesn't know who Myron Mixon is, first of all, he should, but if you don't, it's all right, we can help you out. Um, he's the only the winningest person in barbecue ever. He's the mm-hmm. Babe Ruth of barbecue, the salt and the sauce. I mean, uh, I can't wait to, to break those out tomorrow for him. Oh, uh, yeah. And then we'll we'll air that interview on Thursday. Um, but it's really cool. He's he's releasing his third book, Keto Barbecue, uh, which is really cool, too, because, you know, we're all trying to lose a little weight here. I mean, we want to eat some barbecue, but we don't want to, you know, burn our esophagus and, uh, well, you know, keep the LBs down before the summer starts. Summertime starts. So, Myron dropped a book called uh, Keto Barbecue that releases tomorrow. Um, and to that point, you guys, I'm actually going to camp out at Barnes & Noble at 9 a.m. and try to read as much of the book as I can before 6 o'clock <laughs> and just cram. So, we're going to see how that goes. But, um, but anyway, all right. But that we have a big week. Let's, we'll kind of wrap it in. we got a great show for everyone today, though. About NFL news. I mean, this will be cleaner. I mean, wait. Was it, wait, Zach, it was you and me last Monday, right? Not, yeah, I'm trying to think, because I feel like the last few shows it's either me and Chad or you and me, like, yeah. So, Chad, can you believe I dropped an F-bomb during the show last Monday, but it had nothing to do with the actual Rodgers part? It was like, just talking about the Giants receivers, I was like, oh, yeah, you're stacked, dude, like, <laughs> yeah, I, I just, like, stopped, I'm like, I don't know anymore, like, I just don't, but anyway, we, I'm gonna, it's gonna be a cleaner show today, I promise, for our audience, and we have a lot of no, fans I, tonight, which will be great. I get where you're coming from, though, because when all that stuff was going on with Wentz, it was like uh, my brain would be so specific in what I was saying about Wentz because I didn't want to, like, you know, say anything terrible for, you know, no reason just because I was upset. Um, But then it's like the brain, like, forgets that there's that filter when you're talking about anything else and you're just just pissed off. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying. Yeah, it just was was, was bad. But I was, I think it was like Darius Slayton, dude. It was bad. I was like, yeah, it was bad. But anyway. Just, I just looked at Zach. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. It's like that scene in the office when Michael calls Stanley's like lover. He's like, hey, "What's up, Cynthia?" Like, and just like puts his head down. All right, but uh, let me let me clean this up here. Let's jump into a little clickbait. Uh, and real quick, before we do that, just to tease the show, so we'll talk some football. Obviously, we have the live chats, and we'll get cooking with uh, with everyone's comments and stuff in the chat. Uh, it's Mojo Monday. Uh, what else we got? And then DK Metcalf is burning uh, burning on the track this weekend. So we'll talk a little bit about athletes that you'd like to see do another sport because they're that good at the sport they do kind of thing um and we'll also talk to there's a little chat first of all 
we'll get to the, like a deeper dive in this story in a second. But isn't it fitting how like you know we bet on a horse in the Kentucky Derby, they just run normally, and everyone's like, well, no, 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 they didn't give enough room for the other horse to run, so disqualify. You lose all your money that you actually thought you won, and then this time there's like. There's a horse that has cough syrup in it. That home, we're going to get into all that. You know, let me just stop. We'll get to that. This is too good. Just uh, I, thought, I, thought, I thought the same thing because I was like, yeah, I never win that. And then the no, 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 no. It's, it's almost like the bank's already been robbed now at this point. It's like they found out who did it, but it's like, oh, it's already passed. It doesn't matter. Um, all right, but we'll get into all that fun stuff in the show, but let's get some clickbait cooking. Uh, Zach, I'll tell you, want to get started? Yeah, let's do it. So basically, pretty much every day, as we all know, there's some new Aaron Rodgers fake news coming out or headline coming out and apparently he's being traded at every every possible team in the NFL. The Eagles today. Yeah. He's already on the Eagles. Yeah. A, lot, a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, so of course, you know, our friends on ESPN and you see Marcus Spears, which everything, you know, he says is pretty much clickbait to begin with. So, oh, it's uh, horrible. Yeah. So apparently there's seven NFL teams and proposals that uh, rank from least appealing to, to most attractive that would be really fitting and some of the teams on there are just hilarious to me, you know. And of course, naturally, you see stuff with the Eagles, you see stuff with the Giants too, and it's just like, okay, where else is he going? Dallas, Washington, you know? I don't know. I'm just getting kind of tired of it. I don't even know how true this story is. I know you're a lot closer to it, Karen, but I feel like it's all a bunch of. Honestly, not. I mean, really, I'm just a, I'm a strange, I'm a stranger to this. Just like I don't know, it's the outside world. No, so you're, you're right. Quick, quick bait or not. I am just hitting a new level with ESPN where I just can't take, like, we grew up with such good anchors and shows with ESPN, and it's just, outside of Scott Van Pelt, it's it's almost becoming irrelevant to me now, like, so I'm sure you guys all saw the Mets get into a fight this weekend, right? Anyone? I thought, were, I, know, I thought they were in harmony with the raccoon and the rat, and just winning. There you go. That's that would be because ESPN has no idea how to report accurate news. So, <laughs> Jeff McNeil and Francisco Lindor get in a fight in the middle of a, of a baseball game down the, in in the uh, tunnel, and like basically while it's going on, everybody knows like that's what's happening. And then after the game, Lindor ended up homering. They won, whatever. Everyone's smiling. So he says in the press conference, like, well, I just just thought it was a raccoon, and McNeil was telling me, or I thought it was a rat, and McNeil was telling me it's a raccoon. I've never seen a rat before, blah, blah, blah. And he's, like, saying it with a smile on his face. The manager of the Mets um, gets interviewed, and he's like, yeah, I can't confirm anything about a rat or a raccoon. And that's all he said. Like, he didn't say it was a fight, but he's like, I can't tell you anything happened with a raccoon. Um, And then just... Like, just because Lindor said it, that's all ESPN's been saying now. It's like, every time they're like, oh my goodness, like, do you think this is raccoon is saving the Mets season? Like, it, it, there's no raccoon! It's it so, so bad. It was so clearly obvious a fight that they tried to cover up. And it, 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 it first time in history I've ever seen a team cover something like this up because ESPN just doesn't want to do their job. Oh, so no, rant to start the, the show. No, I like but, it. You want to do it, keep it going with, uh, with your clickbait? Yeah, sure. Um, so my clickbait's kind of funny. It's I guess it's not really just specific to today, um, but Kieran's you know big into it. I know a lot of my other friends are big into it. I'm drinking so the Kool Aid, uh, <laughs> and I never I never say it right. It's Doge, right? Doge. Yeah. So Dogecoin, um, and the reason why it's my clickbait is I, I just like I am not a big fan of of. Um, individual people pumping money into things and then everybody else like thinking that it's legit like 
I get it. Everyone's been having fun. Like, it went from, like, literally... I'm not having a good time. Come on now. Um, it's the people's coin, Chad. To the moon. You're right. And I would have been I would have been happy if it stayed the people's coin. But now that we have Elon taking money out and dumping it back in whenever the hell he feels necessary, I think that's a little ridiculous. Dude, I'll tell you this much. I don't know. Like, this, trip to the moon, this trip to the moon is absurd to me. He can just decide, oh, oh I, I, my company wants to take... This form of non-real money, just because I want to profit off of it, because I realize that this thing was under a cent, and I've driven it up to seventy. Like I, I got in at a cent. That's what I'm telling you. That's but that seems illegal to me. Like how is this guy allowed to do that? Because he's Thomas Edison. <laughs> Sorry, Zach. I didn't catch you off. No, if it, if it was the stock market, that he'd be arrested, absolutely. But because it's the crypto world, it's all it's like it's like the wild, wild west. I was just about to say, how much fun is that? Oh man, it's not fun it's... at all when you have billionaires messing up the average man's wallet. Oh no, come on. You guys gotta get your you gotta get, get a little bit of that dinner's coin in your back pocket. You know, I'll tell you how I you know you'll love this sack. So I wake up at four o'clock in the morning. Nature was calling, so I was sitting scrolling through my phone as that moment was happening. I'm not even trying to be funny, like doing that. That's what was happening. So I was sitting on my phone looking at Twitter. And I think it was Joe Salina like retweeted something. I'm thinking like, oh, like you know, like they're, they're good kids at camp. I like them. I like they're a good family. So, and and they, he had retweeted something to like, uh, you know, he had, like do yourself a favor, buy Doge, and thank you later kind of thing. And I'm thinking like, all right, let me just see what he's retweeting. So I like looked up like Doge on like my phone, and it was like one cent. And I'm like, I have like two hundred dollars like left in my Robinhood account, just sitting in there, like me, like, like it buying power, if you will, just like that's not in any type of stock. So I was like, oh, I'll just throw it in there and just see where it went. And then it just, I was like, all right, this is fun. You can't, I know. I, look, I oh, know. I'm not, I know. I get the train. I, if I was on the train, I'd love it. I just, from an outside looking in, I think it's ridiculous. I saw Bear McCockner, I thought, had the best tweet. Though. I think if you guys, if you're hating the Doge movement, I thought he nailed it perfectly. He said all those people tweeting about, like, Doge doing great. It's like someone tweeting about how great their fantasy football team's doing. It's like. That's great. No one cares. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. no, it's fair. That's really fair. I mean, I, I kind of have fun. I'm like, all right, we got a community going. We're all trying to pick each other. It's like that. It's got that sports vibe when you're on the bus. Like, just get on the bus. Well, it's and I want to. I, I want to rehash that. I'm all for the people like you that are just going going in for something fun. I'm not for people like Elon deciding how much it can be worth. Like, think about. Think about if you were one of the people that's like just getting in on the fun because they see it at 70 cents and everyone's like, it's going to a dollar. You think you're going to make a lot of money. Well, let's say it gets to a dollar and Elon decides to cash all this, you know, crap out and then you're stuck with 50 cents and you have to wait for somebody else to like become the next Elon and do that. It's just like, I just don't like that at all. I love how we've turned into like a CNBC, like like <laughs> Fox Business show over here. Just like this is the most we've talked about maturity, like we're mature topics. I think on this show, like normally it's me talking about like you know like like oh man, my fingers smell like cheese balls today. Like oh, it was like really cool. Like you know, and then like this is like oh, we're talking about stocks and, and getting in and getting out at the right time. This is like maturity, guys. Like this is pretty cool stuff. <laughs> um, all right, Joey, take it back in the world of immaturity because I can. I think this is, and I swear I didn't even like try to just do this on the fly. If you want the kings of immaturity, in my opinion, this group would, would, would agree with me. Hmm. You know, there's like fan bases. And look, I'm not even like, this is not me like trying to like have fun with YouTube and like just drop like, like right in the middle and just like, you know, try to like have a, like a fight breakout. You know, how there's certain fan bases that like try to piss the other person off. And I'm not talking about like, you know, people in the East coast that like live to like, to, you know, throw down just for a sports game. 
I'm talking like the fan bases that like don't really know what's going on. They're actually more interested in just like someone else not doing something instead of their own team doing something. Much like the Penguins, we're gonna get some flyers. You know that kind of an example. Well, the Vikings are the kings of that. With that, they only care about the Packers losing and 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 not them winning. So, uh, Zachary, I'm, I'm I'm proud of you because I know you weren't a fan of this one either. And this is my clickbait where I'm going with this. And obviously, I'm probably a little biased. Oh, good. I knew this was going to happen. I like I looked at the production today and I said, you know, I just have a feeling my clickbait's just going to get in a little bit of trouble with this file. So let me clean this up real quick. There we go. All right. So. Adam Thielen, I don't know, what show, was he on that podcast or something? Do you guys know what he was yeah, on? That was, I'll pull the clip up. was some podcast. It was, it was irrelevant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, so to that point, yeah, like we're saying, you know, it was just some irrelevant podcast. Let's see how Adam Thielen. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, all right, but anyway, to that point, so I guess you're asking about like, the Packers. Blah, 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 blah. You know, so I pulled up the graphic, and, in, and without the context, he says the whole stadium uh, is not referring to Lambeau Field. The whole stadium is not nice. There's nothing fancy about it. It's like bleacher seats. All right, let me actually pull up the, the uh, clip just so you can have some context about it. Because like I was telling you guys in our group chat earlier, when his first thing pissed me off more than that. Leaving Lambeau with a victory. There's literally nothing better. Like, so, what's that locker room like compared to what you have at Minnesota now? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's terrible. I mean, and the whole stadium's not nice. Yeah. You know, it's not. There's nothing fashion, fancy about it. Like, there's nothing better than leaving Lambo with a victory. There's literally nothing better. Like, so what's that locker room like compared to what you have at Minnesota now? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's terrible. I mean, and the whole stadium's not nice, yeah. you know? It's not there's nothing fashion fancy about it. Like there's it's bleacher seats. Well, I'm pretty sure I looped that twice. That was enough. Um, all right. Anyway, First of all, I told you guys before, it's like their Super Bowl when they play the Packers at Lambeau Field. And, all right, I'm almost like, all right, just wrap this up, Karen. This doesn't need to be like a 10-minute segment. Just, it pisses me off. And, Zach, you understand. It's not Lambeau Field's not a trashy stadium. And just because there's bleachers, that's definition. It's the church. It's his. Come on now. It's character. Yeah. Like, for, like, not everything needs to be a plasma screen TV with heated seats and leather and comfort this, comfort that. I mean, come on. That's how, that's history. Lambeau Field's history. Yeah, this guy's saying that we're like that we also not your it's not your stadium like it's, right. it's or not their stadium like why should they care what your seats are like? I know you're right. That's a good point. <laughs> Look at this. Beltran's got jokes apparently in the chat tonight. That's fun. That's fun stuff there, Joshua. Um, and I feel that I was also there were some points in the chat earlier too about um, the thing with the Rodgers and wishing that someone would speak up and, and say something. Actually, look at that point. You want to just jump into some football chatter now? Um, real quick, before we we'll get into the Rogers stuff in just a second, and just kind of recap well, what have we learned in the last week, which is actually nothing, but we can put a little, little gloss on that answer for the audience. Um, but real quick, let's just jump in. So the NFL schedule releases on Wednesday. All right, that's I mean it's fun, right? Like I feel like that's when it starts feeling a little bit more real, right? How many leagues are we going to see? <laughs> I think the like every do. year. Although you want a really really funny story, real quick. I won't. This is me not getting sidetracked. So a guy we played on our softball team in college. Uh, I didn't, he didn't really elaborate on this, but he somehow, I think he interned with the Eagles or something, <laughs> somehow actually got a hold of their schedule, like, a couple hours before the, it, like, got out. And, and Grant, this is also, like, six, seven years ago, so it's not like it was, I don't think at that point they were really still doing, like, a big event on the NFL. But it was still, obviously, like, it comes out at this time type of thing. So he tweeted out, and, like, he said the Eagles, like, 
like went like berserk or like like basically like interrogating like who was who, like who released this to you like da, 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 da. like if it's like Howie Roseman's like assistant like it was it was one of the funny stories I ever heard but anyway so that's all I ever think about when I hear of NFL schedule release week. <laughs> no, the the Eagles the Eagles are crazy with that. Like, I had a roommate in college who video he's a, like a video producer so he did video production as an intern with the Eagles and it was when Chip was the coach and he called him the 97.5 one day just like a normal conversation and he was like yeah man like you know i'm interning with the eagles um and so whoever was i think it was mikey miss mikey miss was like oh like you know how's chip like is he a good guy like anything you got like you know positive negative and he just was it was such a basic answer like oh like you know he's great like you know a lot of a lot of personality um like that kind of an answer and the Eagles literally fired him. They're like, you, you can't talk about anything on 97.5 unapproved. <laughs> Which I, I get, I get. But, like, it, I only get the firing if he said so something bad. bad. Right, like, like give him a warning. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it worked out fine. Like, he actually got good press, not bad. So. Right. Um, all right, but anyway, to wrap that, you're right. And to get to that... To that point, I mean, is there anything, I mean, I, look, I'll almost, I, you know, it's funny, Josh, if you're listening still, I want to, there's a, there's a quote you once said, and this is where I'm almost, I'm scared I'm about to go down this road if Aaron Rodgers gets traded, and I remember we were talking, it was the second year after the Packers missed the playoffs, and we were talking about the draft, and like, and, and we both said, and I remember he said, he was like, Karen, I can't do it anymore, I can't suck anymore, I can't take it anymore, and I was like, I do, I can't either, like, and he was like, I know, but like, we, like, we, like, this is a little bit more, I was like, I know, I know, <laughs> and not to be like, I'm like, well, we kind of like, I'm like, okay, the last years have actually been pretty nice for us, minus the, the way it's ended, but like at least the majority of the ride's been comfortable. I know like it's this is the year for this I know that group chat's popping and going, Zach. I know like there's some there's a different smell in the air if you're a Giants fan this year. And I don't know if it was because of the way the season ended last year with like beating Dallas and like ending on I remember I said I was like, You guys gotta win that game. Like you have to win that game to at least make yourselves feel like next year means something. And I think it does. So I guess not to be like, how much does the schedule mean? Because I'll state the quick obvious thing real quick. Yes, we could all sit there and go like one and one, two and one, three and one, four, you know, like and do the whole get up. But like, we know that's not how it works with injuries and stuff. But, but it's seriously, as a Giants fan looking to have that, like continue that renaissance off the back end, the back nine of last year, how good are you feeling? Or excited about the schedule, I should say. Oh, I mean, I'm optimistic. I mean, you know, about the group chats. Like, I'm, every year I'm always saying we're going 12 and four and we end up going four and 12. So, uh, <laughs> No, of course I'm, I'm excited. I'm optimistic. But uh, for me, it's not really necessarily the schedule as far as, like, when we play certain teams. I mean, that's obviously important. But for me, it's, like, when's our bye week? Because, like, I, I don't want to be one of those teams who has, like, a week four bye week. And then you're, you know, you're you're dying off at the end of the season. So, for me, I always look for the bye week, to be honest with you. More so than the actual logistics of schedule of the schedule. That's such a good point. It is. I mean, because if you, it's like, you know what it's like? It reminds me when you had, uh, in high school, when you got, like, the your class schedule mailed to you that, like, a couple weeks before school started. And the first thing you look at is, when's lunch? Do I have fourth period lunch? Am I going to be starving the rest of the day? Like, do I have, like, a bye week, a week four bye? Or am I going to, like, be at seven period lunch where it's, like, I have a week 12 bye? And it's, like, you know, it's, mm. like, it's, it's the same thing. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but no, into that point, looking at with Beltrans in the chat, what, like, let me ask you, Zach. I mean, we kind of, I feel like, start doing this a little bit during the offseason where we're talking about team ceilings and stuff. And, Chad, obviously, I want your input on this, too, because this is your neighbor. Uh, but what's the ceiling on the floor for the Giants, you think, this year? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot there. But, but I mean, you know, to the, moon. the flash. The moon. To the moon. No, I mean, 
So do you really think, let's almost, we'll walk it in, like, you know, maybe I'll answer the question first, just and you can pick at it for a second. I would say your par is playoffs. Like, Wild Card Weekend should be, like, par on your your scorecard, where it's like, if oh. the season plays that way, you're like, okay, it's par golf. Like, I was fine. Like, it was, it, it's better than shooting a 100, like I do, you know, kind of thing. Like, right? Like, it's it's not exactly, like, you want to obviously shoot under. Like, but you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of how I look at it for you guys. Make it to the playoffs. Yeah. All right. Ceiling, 12 and 5. Floor, 7 and 10. There you go. Straight up. But, like but no, yeah, if we make the playoffs, I'll be happy as hell. I love playing meaningful football. I mean, even though we finished 6 and 10 last year, at least our Week 17 game was, was a meaningful one, technically, you know. So, and it showed we could win in those moments. So, I don't know. I'm optimistic. Like I said, every year I say we're going 12 and 4. 12 and 5 this year. So. Now, Chad, real quick. I almost warmed you up here in the bullpen. I think you guys are the smoking gun in this whole thing. Like, if you're that team where, like, this, this, like, Harry's, Howie's an idiot, Sirianni was a bad hire, like, and this Jalen Hurts was a bad, like, it was all a mess, then, mm-hmm. like, that's one. But then, on the other hand, if your line, like, comes back and is healthy, Jalen Hurts actually is really good, your weapons start becoming, like, real weapons, Devontae Smith's a star, your defense, like, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, my, like, okay, like, and then, and then Washington's not bad. And then I think Dallas is good. It's, it's funny because it's almost like all the things I was saying last year, I'm like, I'm going to close my eyes and copy and paste it again and just say it again and be like, they're all going to be good this year. I really, I really do think the NFC East is going to have their best foot forward out this year in general. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be kind of what we're seeing with like the NL East, um, which I guess is pretty similar to what, we're, what we saw last year. But I think we're going to see like more wins from – like collectively from everybody, I think, I think everyone in the division is going to finish in that seven, eight, nine, ten uh, games. One, uh, winning games one. I don't know how to say that. Um, seven to ten wins is what I think. The, the, like the whole division will go. Um, the the place I'm at with the Eagles though is like, it, I think this year is uh, is like a, a a pass, like not a pass, but like. It's either going to be like better than we expected, and it's going to be great. And if we make the playoffs, it'll be awesome. If we don't, if we're at least you know better than what we were last year, it looks it looks like you know we're, we're moving up, um, or it's going to suck. And I went through a year of sucking last year. It's not great, um, but then I guess you can just move on from Hurts and and have all the picks in the world um, in the first round next year. So, um. I'm not too excited. Like I'm not. I'm not usually ever excited for the schedule release. I think it gives me more anxiety than it, it provides. You know, fuel for me because I just look at all the teams and I'm just like, yeah, this is not going to be fun. But, um, yeah, I don't know. That's why I'm at. The other thing I can't. I can't wrap my mind around because we all share this opinion. Week one, uh, half the teams win, half the teams lose. Right? That's right, Neil. So, I've been trying to tell you that for a while. <laughs> well, it's like, it's not the worst thing in the world to be 0-1, and, and it's not the greatest thing ever to be 1-0. and It's just, like, you, you just have to happen to be half the teams that won, half the team that lost. But, like, there's, like, this weird obsession right now with Giants fans wanting to play the Eagles. I, we always play the, the Redskins, and they always play the Cowboys. And I, I hate that you that teams start out with divisional opponents because I want the divisional games to mean something. I don't want. Bobby in the back, Chad. I, 
I, when I when we beat the Redskins, Giants, or, or Cowboys, I wanted it to be meaningful, not having the other fan base with the excuse of uh, it's just week one, like you know, it's week one. I, 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 so I don't understand this obsession that the Giants fans want the Eagles week one because we literally have an excuse built in for us by the whole rest of the league. Like every person in the in the world, if you lose week one, the standard response is it's just week one. Plenty of time. Like, it's just, it's a good excuse. And can I add to that real quick, Zach, before you answer? Like, I, the Packers, the last two years, it was at the Bears, home against uh, the Vikings. Then it was at the Vikings, home against the Lions. And I, the home ones are even worse. Like, cause you, like to your yeah, point, Chad, you're, you're like, this is a game where no matter what happens, this team will not have their stuff together. Because especially now with the new NFLPA and, like, how there's basically, like, they don't have to put out a lot of practice before the season starts. It's like a high school team. Um, where, like, to, to that point, I look at this and I say, oh my god, like, you, you, like especially we're cutting down a priest, like, I do not want the most meaningful games, the games that when I look back and I'm screaming when they, like, pull up all the graphics, like, week 15, I'm like, you should have lost that game to the Vikings, damn it, like, where, like, they add up, they add up, and then the Nets, and, and even two years before, or three, a year before that, they were home against the Bears, and, they, uh, and then they were home against the Vikings, it was like, I remember thinking, like, oh, great, you have to win both games right out of the gate, it's like, but, sorry. I'm obviously emotional about that too, Zachary. The question was about the Eagles and the Giants playing each other week one. I am just with Chad, and I hate the idea that the divisional rivals playing each other out of the gate. Well, I just wonder if they do put like your first divisional game in that first three, four weeks, and then your last three, four weeks. I almost wonder if they do that to see like how prepared you are from the off season. Your team's usually full health. Like I, I don't know, but I, I, I don't know. I, I understand though for sure. I love the ones at the end of the year. That makes the most sense in the world to me. Is That's you, what Josh said in the chat. Is if, you're, if you're trying to have these teams compete for the division, which is the easiest way to make the playoffs in the NFL, obviously the, the, the wild cards are a crapshoot, um, like make those at the mean, meaningful times in the year. Like I, I just, anything early in the season, like it's so obvious that none of these teams are ever ready to play. So like it's, I just don't get it. Like, like, why can't we watch those boring, you know, Eagles and Titans games that nobody cares about? <laughs> like, why can't they right. be in the beginning of the year? Yeah. Like, the Eagles play the Browns week one. That's like, it doesn't matter. It's week one. Like. Yeah. yeah. So that's just where I stand. It's, not, it's nothing against Giants fans because, you know, Eagles fans do the same stuff and, and, and so do Packers fans and Cowboys. Oh, yeah. like, everyone, everyone does it. I just never understand it because mm-hmm. it's the first week. Yeah. It, it literally, I'm not saying games don't matter, but it, if, if of all the games in the entire season, that one matters the least. Yeah, no, you're, you're exactly right. So I, it would be interesting if they decided to do a new approach where it's like, all right, so the last six weeks of the season, you're going to play just strictly divisional opponents. Like, would you like that? Or do you think they should be broken up like midseason, then end of season? No, I'd love that. I would, I think that would be like, it would, it would give me so much anxiety, but it would, it would. It would be all conference <laughs> again, NCAA football, where you're like your non-conference games first, then your conference your games. games yeah. It's like an extra six weeks of playoff, basically. And maybe you sprinkle in like two, like you put like an AFC and an NFC team like in there, like and almost like interleague play or something like that. Like it, like in like back there to kind of break it up a little. Mm-hmm. Maybe you go like four games, then those two games, then two more games, or so, or mm-hmm. three, two break, and then three, or something like that. Like that'd be kind of cool. It would. Yeah. I'm I'm just personally tired of playing the Cowboys every, every week. It's just the same thing. It's like, oh, we, we want up oh, Dallas. It's not that I want any particular team. It's just like I'm tired of it being Dallas every year. I'm tired of it. Yeah. Well, I love what JB said that you guys should play Joe Week 17. That's perfect. 
Like that that's what like your to your point, Chad, that's when it counts. That's when it actually means something. Right. Uh, and Zach, what do you oh sorry, we're gonna say John? No, I was just saying yeah. Like that's, oh yeah. And, and let me ask you, Zach. So I saw in the chat too, they're asking, you know, you you've been up to um to Buffalo. It's a very blue collar you know. Mm-hmm. It's different, right? Like it's yeah. So what are, what are your thoughts? And like it's weird because I don't know how to ask this. Is it like I I feel like if I ask this question, it's almost like a fluffy way of saying, "What do you think of the vaccine, Zach?" But no, but I guess like I'm trying to ask you is like because they were asking the chat, like, "What do you think of the bill saying that like they would only like maybe have it where like only their um like only fans that have been vaccinated can go and like because I honestly I haven't seen a whole lot of other teams like say something like that and and. Mm-hmm. In a very rural place like that, that's kind of a place I wouldn't have expected as much. Where it's like kind of a smaller, tight knit community. You know what I mean? But maybe that's over. I don't know. That's you know, but whatever. That's what do you think? Yeah, I know. I I don't know how the community up there would react to it per se, but I think it's you know it's their brass trying to do the, the right thing, I guess, from like a public and just overall safety and trying to move past this. So that way, you know, we can get move forward with a hundred percent. You see the commercials out there that the vaccines are available. So like, let's, let's all do this together and get it done so we can get a hundred percent and life you know, be normal again. So I think it's just the bill is trying to do the right thing from like a, a PR perspective and just general health safety. So yeah, but I don't know how they would react to it. The fans are probably gonna be a little resistant in my opinion, but yeah. <laughs> Um, well, you know, it's by st- staying in the AFC. You guys, it was funny because you mentioned the Eagles and the and the Giants with ceilings. I'm curious. I was and I, I did not do this uh, on purpose. It was just a coincidence. I wrote down my notes today. I was going to ask you guys, just curious, like what were your, what are your thoughts on the Colts this year? Right, and like I'm not just doing like the Cole Carson Wentz thing, but the Jags suck. Like I don't I don't know what they're well, doing. Dude, they got Tim Tebow now. There's something about I love Tim Tebow. I'm actually excited he's gonna get another shot, but it's just like it's just so old news. Like I don't even know if he'll make the team, and it's just like they're gonna suck next year. And then like on top of that, then the then the Texans are gonna be horrible too. So it's like that that division's just down to uh, the Colts and uh, Tennessee. But it's just like even Tennessee Tennessee's so vanilla. Like you're only gonna go so far with Ryan Tannehill. That's like. It's like bringing a Diet Coke to, like, the party. Like, you can only have so much of a sugar rush. Like, and it's like, that's it. You know, it's like, it's, I don't know. Like, I, that's, what do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm literally the same way you are with the Titans. But then Derrick Henry rushes for 175 yards every week. So, I think then I just could shut up right away. Um, and so, until somebody figures out how to stop that man, um, they're going to be in contention for that division. Um, the Jags? Uh, yeah, like, I don't know, six wins, maybe. Um, and the Texans are a dumpster fire every year. Um, so have, having or not having Deshaun Watson, either way, I think they're kind of screwed. Um, like, the Colts, I think I think it really just lies and wins. Like, we saw with, with him on the Eagles is he can be – you're a franchise quarterback that leads you in, in tough games and tough matchups um, and just takes over a game, um, especially within the, the division. Um, that's that's kind of where he excels. Um, but we've also seen the the Carson Wentz that throws three picks against the Vikings in away games um, and, and, and sets you up for, for, for failure um, before the rest of the team can even do anything. So um, I think it just really matters like where his head is at um, and if he is, you know, healthy. So I think it, just as we were saying with the Eagles, 
for the last three years. Is his head right and is he healthy? Like, that's it. Yeah. So here you go. Jags, uh, regular season wins over under. What do you think it is? Four and a half, five, five and a half. half, five and a half, six and a half. Damn, that was gonna Chad, you were right on the line. Nice. Oh, very good, Chad. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I'd hammer that under, but I mean, that sounds. <laughs> I was great. Gonna say, do you have the Texans one? Because I can look that up. Well, the Colts is nine and a half, and the Texans are four. <laughs> <laughs> they score. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Who are the Titans? The Titans are nine. Okay. Yeah. So, it's funny. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking now. It's funny how there's one team that's not listed on there. Oh boy! It's, is it Green Bay waiting for wait, waiting, waiting to see what's going to happen? It is it Green is. Bay. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, it is. Um. Mm-hmm. Whew, uh, but all right, that's just so that's not Green's back the AFC. Um. No, Chad, I totally agree. Now, one thing I want to add in here. So you mentioned something, Chad, in there about like Wentz and and you know how he had a horrible season last year. I feel like everyone wants to make this one lazy ass excuse for him, and like because. And I'm not even like blaming people because I probably look at stats and I'm not I mean, not fully educated because I'm looking too much at numbers. But people are like, guys, he was sacked 50 times last year. 50 times, most of the NFL. Do you know he only played in 12 games? Like, do you know how egregious that is? It's okay. But if you actually watch the Eagles play, chat, how many times? And I'm not saying this all the time, but how many times where it's like, get rid of it, get rid of it, get rid of it, get rid of it? Like, and then he's still didn't get rid of it. It's, it reminded me of a kid in the backyard where you're like, what the hell are you doing? Like, get rid of the football. Like, you can't hold on for eight seconds. It's like, Yes, that's a sack, but it's like, I mean, come on, that's not at the line's expense. And sure, and plus they were hurt. Like, so that whole narrative, oh, he was tossed around like a rag doll. It was all like the offensive line's fault. And they had a rugby player. Okay, well, the rugby player played pretty well, actually, for them. So it's just yeah. a lazy-ass take. I hate that the media and the national spotlight's doing. Obviously, I'm getting, like, red here. Defend it. Damn, I didn't realize I was going to go to work for the Eagles this much. But I just hate that take because I'm like, if you want, especially that Dallas sack, and it's funny because when they're talking about these things, rolling the clips, he's like, you see that 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 one? Uh, I think it was at home when it was Dallas, where he's just sitting there and he just gets like knocked over like a title later. I'm like, oh, we're all watching that together. I felt bad sitting there. I'm like, Jesus Christ, like this is what is this? Um, so I don't know. That's just my that's my thought on the whole thing. Well, there's I got I got three parts, but they're all quick. So part one is um, it's same thing with Russell Wilson. Like Russell Wilson's been. You know, the whole offseason complaining that he wants more linemen or better linemen because he gets sacked more than any quarterback ever. Um, when you play that style of, uh, I'm going to run around in, in, the, uh, in, in the pocket and try to make a play late, like, you're going to get sacked. So, like, you're adding more sacks to your total there, number one. Yes, it shouldn't be a huge number, like a record-breaking number, which Wentz either did or was on pace. I think he was on pace to do before he got pulled. Um, um, but it shouldn't be that high. But uh, the second part of that is yes, holding on to the football. Like if if you are into sports as much as we are, you. Hey, Ron is he? He nailed it. I didn't even see it. He had the same point in the chat too. I feel bad. Like people like us, you're right. That understand what's with like when you watch the game on Sunday. Well, but it's not even watching the game. It's beyond watching the game on Sunday. It's like when you go watch the All Twenty Two. Um. We literally saw every single week there would be read number one open, read number two open. He's staring at read number three, who's not open yet, but it's going to be open in three more sack. Like, if you wouldn't just look at your first two reads and, and gave it a shot instead of going to third and just waiting, you know, 
for that to get open, you would have had it. Um, and uh, three, I think it's just the combination of, of where the guy was. Like, he was in his own head. Howie was in his head. Doug was in his head. Um, Jeffrey was in his head. Like, he had a lot of things going on. Um, so he was just trying to be Superman and, and take over, and he just wasn't able to do it. So, yeah, I think there will be less sacks this year to deal with, but I, I'm, not, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Where if you're going to sit there and hold the ball and not get rid of it, when there are people open, you're going to get sacked more often than, than other people. Now, I'll tell you what. Speaking of getting sacked, uh, is Bob Baffert getting sacked in horse racing? <laughs> Was that a cheesy way to segue into that? I mean, it's... it's I, I feel like oh. it's, it's like Bill Belichick and cheating, I feel like. It's like the same thing. It's just like every five years it pops up. Bob Alford, like, you know, drug t- you know, I don't know. Well, I wonder if they're going to start doing a little bit more research into seeing, like, is this the first incidence or was there cover? Like, I'm not saying this is the case, but, like, they're probably going to do some more due diligence now maybe on his other, his other wins, which is a shame because you would like to think that, you know, it's all legit, but... Yeah, I mean, I think it was it just it was anti-inflammatories, right? Which you're not allowed to have, not allowed to do any any of that. So, oh, on race day, that's it. On, on race, race day. day, right? But they can they can be taking that to recover after the race, um, before the race, but race day, no anti-inflammatory. Which makes sense, yeah. right? I mean, <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. sense. What doesn't make sense? Did you hear what he's like? This is like something right out of Seinfeld. Did you hear his excuse? Mm-mm. Unreal. Unreal. He basically said someone in their camp was hammered and took a piss behind the barn and it, it must have sprayed on the hay that the horse eats and then that the horse ate it and that's why, and that the guy who had taken the piss also had cough syrup in his system and that's why he failed the test. Oh my God. Seriously, that's like, that's like saying like, my dog ate the homework, but it's like worse than that. It's like saying, it's like, really? It's like, yeah, he actually went into my kitchen. He like pawed open, like got a fork and a knife out and then started cutting the homework piece by piece, grabbed <laughs> some Chick-fil-A sauce, dipped it in the paper in the sauce, ate it, and then digested it like, you know, mid-afternoon the next day. And it's like, no, none of that happened. Like, none of that actually happened. None, none at all. And that's what I feel like this whole thing is with the Kentucky Derby, right? Yeah. It's a shame. Did they take away the title from, did they give it to the second place horse now or what's the deal? No, yet. I, I think they went suspended him. Let me pull the tweet again. Like they suspended him from Churchill Downs, the club of the horse. From farm. Churchill Downs, but yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. I mean, rightfully so, but yeah. Like, what do you? Th- I mean, Zach, you're you're way. I feel like I've like all of us, right? You're way more in tune with like horse racing. Oh. What is your image of Bob Baffert? Right, I'm the guy who stops by three times a year for the three races and said, "Oh, he's like Bill Belichick because he always wins, and now he's got some cheating thing kind of looming over his head." Wait, but is that like an accurate picture? Like, what do you think of him? Is it so really is Bill Belichick? Yeah, yes, it really is. <laughs> I always viewed him as like a here, yeah, like a Nick Saban, like same thing as Bill Belichick, except Saban hasn't been, you know, there's been no issues there. So um, I don't know. I always, I always thought he was, he was good. I mean, it was a combination of him and he picks good jockeys. So it's not like you know, it's not like it's just him per se. But I don't know. I always thought it was legit. You know, there's usually there's usually like one or two guys that always stand out in a lot of sports. You know. And we're used to seeing that, so I thought he was one of those guys, you know. But like a Bill Belichick, Nick Saban type deal. But apparently, he was, uh, you know, a little doing a little shady business. So it's a shame. It ruins his image, in my opinion. You know, unfortunately, but hey. definitely. And, and two great points in the chat, real quick. So Josh was saying they'll they'll strip it, obviously, if it is confirmed. And then a good question though is 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 uh and what is it uh is Molina Silver or something? Is that what it is? Medina Medina Silver or yeah. something mm-hmm. like that. Um, 
Will Will they be able to run in uh, the Preakness this weekend or no? I would think so. I mean, it's not the horse's fault. It's not like, you know, it's not the horse said, "Oh, give me the Advil or whatever." Yeah, yeah, it's good ball. <laughs> so uh, I would think that he would. It would just it would just have to be uh, a different trainer, I guess. I don't know. That's a good question. Medina Spirit. That's it. Not Silver. Jesus. Medina what Spirit. Oh yeah. What did I say? Molina Silver. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's, 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 well, you know what? I sh- can I get a free pass for all the people who have ever butchered my name yeah, all these years? <laughs> hmm. um, all right. Let me, but at that point, they got us talking today and we were thinking, what, so name a good, a good old sports scandal, right? Like, like, like one that, we, what do you think is maybe just that point? What's the wildest sports scandal you think that's ever happened? Right. I want to hear from the chat too, because there's so many to pick from. And I love that we all, it's fun when we talk about these things and we all have different angles. And it's like, that's such a good idea. Um, it's that point. Uh, who wants to go first? Uh, Zach, you want to go first? Sure, let's do it. So my scandal involves an ex-husband. I, I don't know what the what the weapon was, but it was something about taking out another, another uh, ice skater's knees. So we're going with Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan, uh, the Olympic, the both of them U.S. Olympic figure skaters. And Tanya Harding, her ex-husband, had orchestrated – an assault on Nancy Kerrigan, where to take out her, I think it was her right, her right knee, and uh, it was like a month before the Olympics. And all right, what I think is crazy is Kerrigan was ended up being you know fine, and she ended up finishing with a silver medal, and Harding ended up finishing eighth. But I just think it, it's just crazy to me how you know you're going to assault, which technically like they're teammates, right? They're both you from the U.S team they're both on the figure skating team like they're teammates yeah they compete against each other but the fact that you literally hire someone like like um angela did to bust oscar's knees with a crowbar you know the fact that you that you're going to do that to your against your your own teammate in competition is pretty low and pretty fascinating to me so that has to get mentioned but someone in the chat said they lived through it and it's funny because it's it's funny them saying that because doesn't it almost have a fictitious ring to it now in like 2021 it's like what this happened like and then like we all know as growing up like the, the funny thing to add to your point zach it's funny because i feel like that whole narrative took on a life of its own right like seinfeld did a spoof off where the jerry's dating like the understudy and then george runs over bet midler and like the softball game and like rochelle 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 uh, rochelle musical right? like and, and, and there's like and then there's like documentaries on it like this really did take on and it was one of the, it's one of those things where you know when we're younger and we're like oh that's what this is about. It's like, yeah, yes, yeah, so this is what happened. You're like, oh my, oh wow, like, <laughs> and then, this is one of those things. You're right. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, figure no, skating, nonetheless, was supposed to be grace and finesse. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, it's competitive. Apparently, apparently, it's cutthroat. <laughs> They're not just cutting the ice. No. Um, Chad, what about you though? You got a good scam? Oh, did we just lose Chad? I don't know. we got Chad. Kind of dipped out there for a second. Like, yeah, my fault. Oh no, dude! Not a problem. You're just, you're just fine, brother. Um, are, do you have a sports scandal that you're thinking of? Yeah, um, I, I was in between two. Um, they're both, um, but I think I'm going to go with Pete Rose just because um, I think it's crazy. Uh, I think it's crazy in two parts. One that he would do it knowing that he could. Get, Get in serious trouble considering the Black Sox happened, you know, however. Yeah, like. Got the notes right here for after 40, this. Spoiler 40, alert. <laughs> like 40, 50 years before he was playing, right? Um, so you have to really get in trouble for it. Um, but then, two, I just think 
like the MLB's continued uh, assault on the man, um, being that we 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 now have legal sports gambling, um, is is ridiculous because like he didn't bet against his team and purposely lose like the Black Sox. He simply just bet on himself. Like like you know MJ didn't ever bet on NBA games to our knowledge. Um, but he would always be betting on himself, and like everyone thought that he's like just always oh, being a competitor. Um, so I just think I don't know I think he's one of the best players of in, of all time in the MLB. Uh, I think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, and and it's 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 stripped because he was stoop, doing something stupid um, that wasn't you know illegal. It's not like he went to jail. Um, he just was doing something stupid. So that's that's where I stand on that. Yeah, I mean, it, it sucks, right? Like, it's just such a murky, like, you're right, he, it's almost like he was a sacrificial lamb kind of a thing. And you're right, and the, the, you think, I mean, just be thinking about, like, it almost diminishes, the, the thing I think it sucks about the whole P. Rose thing is, like, if, if I, we did, like, that whole therapy thing where it's, like, you know, name the first thing that you think of, like, polar bear cold, like, what, you know, like that whole thing, like, a therapist or whatever would do, it's, like, P. Rose, you think cheating, gambling, like, whatever, like, that's the first thing that come to your head because you're just, like, it's it's natural, because there's that, that roadblock, if you will, before you like learn more about how well he was as a ba- or good of a baseball player, how well he played. Yeah. I agree with uh, what Joe P. is saying in the chat about taking steroids or performance enhancing drugs is ten times worse than what Pete Rose did. Oh, hell yeah. I completely agree. Well, I mean, 100%. How about, how about stealing signs in the World Series? Like, I mean... That, too. Well, but isn't that that's that, I think Chad, you know that's such a that's such great points. Like I think it's shameful how MLB is basically if you like took all three cases and you're like, okay, who got prosecuted the hardest? Like, oh, the guy who gambled on the, it's that, not to mention he was gambling on his own team to win. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like he was betting. It's not like it was like he was betting against them. Uh, yeah. Which there's almost that ring to it. And it's like no, and not that I'm condoning what he did, but it's just like okay, like it wasn't like he was throwing games. No, exactly. Like the. The only thing he did wrong was he probably used information he knew about other teams to, to better when he should bet on, on his own team. But beyond that, like, I mean, I wait until there's a minute left before games happen so I know all the information. Like, it's just part of being a gambler sometimes. Yeah, no, I mean, it's funny. Well, speaking of gambling, uh, whew, you, I mean, you just mentioned it, Chad. Uh, let's break it all down here. Got to find uh, – there, there's the graphic. All right. The old Black Sox scandal of 1919. Old Sheila's Joe and the rest of them. Oh, man. Did you guys ever read the Dan Gutman? Did you read any of the Dan Gutman books? Like Honus and Me, Dave and Me. Oh, man. I read, I read Honus and Me. Oh, dude, they're really good. I, I did Honus like a while ago as well. Dave and, oh, my God. Josh has a great one in here, too. I've got Uncle Ricky in the chat, too. Look at this. we got the chat heating up now. It's beautiful. Um, JD has a great one. Tim Donahue. Oh, yeah. Now, real quick, this yeah, I almost you know, like he's from around here. You know that, right? Uh, oh, I do know that, Chad. Yeah. So, because I'll, I'll, I'll one up you there. So, my cousin kicked his ass in grade school or high school or middle. Like, I think it was a high school or middle school. Um, yeah, he was a punk growing up too. That's what, and so my like, my cousin's like older than me, like by like twenty or so years. So it's like we're not the same age, obviously. So he actually ended up going. Like they went, they were in Delaware County. They grew up together. And everyone, everyone said he was a jackass and stuff. And yeah, my cousin beat his ass in a fight. <laughs> so I will never forget. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Shout out to Robert. Woo. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. And, and, and yeah, that, that, the whole crew's loyal listeners to this show this is awesome. It's all ties together. It's beautiful. Um, but uh, yeah, it was. Oh my God. That that was awful. 
but the, but the Black Sox one, so here's the thing that I find interesting real quick in that one, is how much of, so when you actually read like Shoeless Joe's involvement, right, like you would almost think he orchestrated the damn thing because he was the best player basically involved in the scandal. But essentially what people have said after the fact was like the guy couldn't read, the guy couldn't write, like so he basically just signed something. And then like the mob basically just would give him like five grand a game. I guess saying that he was involved. I mean, Chad, you would know these stats better, but basically people were saying like he had like I think the highest average in that World Series, like highest on base percentage. Like like he surely did not like like cheat out on the game. Like he played quite well and like basically one could argue that maybe he wasn't as involved in much of the rest of it. Um, but it's a very interesting story, right? And then, you know, obviously eight men out and all that whole get up and the, it was the 1919, I think world series against, uh, the reds acting like I, like, like I lived through it. It's like, no, I had to look that up earlier today, but, um, but no, I mean, it's just, it's, it's crazy, right? Cause I mean, there's not really a whole like, a story like that, right? Where eight people were banished from a sport, right? It's, it's there's a, a twist to it. Yeah, no, I think it's insane. Um, I think like, that's just one of those things where, I could see myself being a fan of the team that ended up winning and then, like, you know, just, you can't, how do you even feel good about that at the end of the day? Because <laughs> figure out another team was basically letting you win. Um, so yeah, if this was I, Philadelphia, if that was the Mets instead of the Reds, you know people in Philadelphia would be saying, that one ring doesn't count, the Lloyd Sox gave it to you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's just how it works. Um, no, I just, that, that was, it, it was that and Pete Rose that I was between. Um, so I think both of them are just insane in their own right. All right. Well, to, on a, on a cheerier topic, like not to, it's funny. It's, it's the off season. I feel like, well, the football off season and just in general, I feel like it's like when we can kind of have those fun little segments and speaking of football in the off season, DK Metcalf, whew, just see him as a gazelle. Then oh, 110 yeah. seconds. Damn. I feel like a monster standing next to those other, the other runners. I know. It was like a Ferrari and then like that pickup truck that can go like 152. Like, Zach, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Those guys you see on the highway, it's like, oh, yeah. like whoa, there they go. <laughs> like, you look at all these guys and then all of a sudden you see DK. <laughs> it's just insane. He held his own for a while. Yeah. And it's funny because you think about... Oh, sorry, what did you say, Chad? I was just going to say it was uh, another... I should just start a segment, but not really a segment, but just... Uh, create a, a Twitter page of sidetracks, um, clickbait, um, and, and just go after all these, you know, idiots every time they, they make mistakes. If you look back, um, shoot, who reported initially? Um, Emilio Acho. If you look back initially to Acho's, like, first tweet about, you know, DK running, it was that he got 10.63 or whatever the hell it was, and he finished um, in ninth in his, um, what do you call that? Um, when there was multiple races. In his, oh, in his heat. In his heat. There you go. Sure. Um, and then I start seeing, circling around through Bleacher Report, DK Metcalf finishes in ninth place at blah, blah, blah event for USA uh, track and field. And I'm like, well, no, he didn't come in ninth. He came in ninth in his heat. Like, can we please just... And he didn't make not that I'm saying that snarky way, like yeah, he did because so like in all of them, app I try like to act like so I ran track in high school. I can talk about yeah. this, like <laughs> I'm just all jokes aside. But yeah, like normally, especially in the sprinting events, it's like there might be like three heats, right? Or like so the way it works is maybe like the top three people in the heat move on. So like and depending on how big the race is, they might actually have like like a couple rounds of it basically, and you yeah. just have to keep finishing like the top three or top four to move on. So yeah, to your point now. 
Sometimes. Well, and regardless, it's cool. Like, I, I, I think we should hype it up, and we are hyping it up. I just think it's ridiculous that like, we, we are at a point now where people are so quick, they can't be accurate. Like, it's not that hard to be oh, accurate. Oh, I know. I know. It's more about being fast and accurate. But to that point, just name uh, an athlete you think. Uh, and sorry, Zach, did you have something before that? No, no. I thought you were going to say something, so I felt bad. I was like, damn, I think I just cut him off. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> oh, all right, but at that point, so we were talking today, right, about, like, an athlete that would, you know, because obviously DK was killing it in track. Like, what, like, name an athlete you just love to see them because of maybe their, just their skill set or their, their athletic ability in certain areas in the sport they're great in that you'd want to see them play another sport. Like, not, like, you know, not, not move to it, but just, like, like almost like Michael Jordan going to baseball. It's like, well, yeah, he was a baseball player. Let's see how good he could play. You know, like, you want to see what they could do in another sport. Yeah, for, for me, it's, uh, I don't know, the whole thing with Bryson DeChambeau and his power with his drive and everything, I think it would be cool to see him play baseball and to see if he, can, if he can hit, you know, home runs or whatever. I know it's a whole other skill set, but I feel like his build and frame would be good for, like, a, as, like, a catcher or something, you know. Like that, because I don't know how fast he is. If he could play in the outfield or infield, or you know, not that catchers aren't fast, but you know what I'm saying. Like I think he's got the build for a catcher, and he's got the power. Where you know, maybe he could maybe be a little home run hitter. We'll see. So yeah, I could see it, Chad. What do you think? You're know, Chad, Chad, you were a catcher, right? So I mean, yeah, build for a catcher, right? Yeah, I mean, you're all. I mean, I could just maybe. be. I could. Yeah, that's what I'm about to say because I could just be deceived by uh, other people's you know heights in golf, but he has to be like six. Two, six, three, Something right? Like that, yeah. Yeah. Alexa, so, how tall is Bryson DeChambeau? Bryson DeChambeau is six feet one inch tall. Six one. Six one. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, no, he's. I mean, he's uh, still slightly bigger than most, but no, it's not. That's not too big. Um. Uh. And yeah, he definitely would have the power. It would just be about hitting ninety some miles an hour that moves. <laughs> um. No, but it's good. Like I think everything. Like not every, like. T- Anyone trying to play baseball, that's going to be their first thing they have to worry about is, is first off, hitting the damn thing. Like, but if, if Bryson connects, it's kind of like, it's kind of like Bryce. It's kind of like Mike Trout. Like, he's got, he's definitely got the power in there to do something with it. Or like Stanton. He'll hit one every 15, every 15 at-bats, you know? Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> exactly. exactly. There's some good ones in the chat, too. I saw Acuna, uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. in the slot. It's a great one. Uh, I love that Oliver's number one fan pointing out Tim Tebow, right? I mean, he played professional baseball and then, uh, like, in the midst of his football career, um, yeah, like, I love Joe calling out Alexa finally worked for once. She was on a cold time. We're talking about slums. Yeah, I'm talking about you. You don't have to light up every time. Yeah, she was. And the volume was on point, too, because you usually can't hear her. No, I, you know, I worked on that because the Marlins were playing, so I, I made sure I fixed the volume for, for us. Oh, yeah. perfect. Yeah, you know, yeah, it, but you know, that's all we need, exactly. It's like, she she knew that no one could hear her anyway, so she was whispering wrong answers <laughs> to me, sweet nothings. But now we, now we got her back on track. Um... But chat, what about you? You got one? So, um, mine is uh, Lewis Hamilton. Um, he is a Formula One, Formula One driver, um, but he's like legitimately the Michael Jordan of Formula One. Um, <laughs> let's see. Since 2014, um, he's won six. Um, so that's six for seven he's gone. In the overall championship Formula One, which is all points based, so you know it's kind of like the same thing as um, as how um, golf works with uh, the FedEx standings, and then I think NASCAR does the same thing. Like they have a points based system for all their races, mm-hmm. um, so it's points based. 
Um, and what I think is cool about uh, I slowly getting into Formula One here, but what I think is cool about Formula One is they have qualifying on Saturdays and the race is on Sunday. So you're qualifying Saturday to get your, your position, the starting position, um, based off of, of individual lap times. So on top of that, it, like let's say you start all the way in the back. There's 20 racers in Formula One. Um, let's say you start all the way in the back. Like it's, it's hard to move up more than two, three, four, five places. Um, so you have to be on your A game on Saturday to qualify in a good spot to then win on Sunday. And this dude is just winning every single race, not every single one, but like it's hard to stop the man. Like he's already two and one this year. Um, and uh, I'm pretty sure we're only, yeah, there's only been three races. So he's won two out of the three so far. He's sitting atop the standings going for his fifth in a row, um, like fifth championship overall in a row. Um, so just, I think putting someone that, that is able to just dominate a sport like that in another sport, like take it as you will. Like he might not be as good of an athlete, like head to toe with some of these other guys in other sports, but if you can just be that dominant, like something in that brain is wired the right way. So, um, I, I just I would like to see him play any other sport. No, I agree. I think the mental focus for any type of racing, especially like you said, like you got to have it for an extended period of time, and for you for you in any sport to be that dominant over that long of a span is extremely impressive. Well, yeah. Zach, you know cars. Let me ask you this, like, because and maybe like to crunch in on the details, I'm sure not just any other premium, like NASCAR, Indy race, like, like anything like in that vein, like, and Zach, you know, cars better than all of us, me and Chad put together here. Like how much, and you race too. So like how, I'm not going to like sit here and act like how, how important is it? Like with each car, it's like, oh, obviously that's important. But if you're a damn good driver, is it one of those things that doesn't matter if it's a go-kart, a golf cart, a car, like a van or whatever, it doesn't matter. Like a truck, like, that person can knows how to like just the, the the physics of the road, if you will. <clears throat> I mean, the car is obviously very important, and you know the performance of the car. But to be a good driver, like you got to be able to understand how the car works, and you can feel the car, and you know you're kind of in tune with the car. So that is a skill set in its own. And obviously, you know, knowing the certain angles you need to take in the track, that's you know where you're going to maintain a certain speed, and you're going to be fastest, at, you know, going at a certain angle, whatever, in a turn, or when you're passing someone is super important. So. Um, no, yeah, it's a, there are a lot of different skill sets involved. We're wrapping up on the show here, Dan. Move the- hmm. That's great. Um, mine was just the, the little hanging fruit LeBron playing football, like just doing the whole, like, oh, you know, like learning him as a tight end, da da da, right? Like, but um, I don't know. I, it's, I feel like that's the cheese See, I like that because everyone thinks that he'd be, you know, the second coming of God playing football. You would I, I would love to see it just so, like, the first time he catches a ball across the middle and, and a safety just lights him up and he's literally on the ground dead. Like, that's, I was gonna, that's what I want to see. Questionable the entire season. LeBron, questionable shoulder. LeBron, questionable hamstring. LeBron, like, you know, load management. hip. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's a load management there. Like, yeah. um, He'd be the guy that, like, we, we dread every single week where it's like, um, I don't even have a good example from the Eagles because they all do it. It's like, Miles Sanders is actually a great example where the whole entire week he's not practicing. So you're like, oh, he's not going to play this week. And then Saturday they're like, actually, LeBron James <laughs> will be playing tomorrow. 
Um, he'll be suiting up. Like, we don't know how much he's going to get in, and then he'll play a full, you know, he'll play the whole game. Would be a fantasy um, terror as well yeah. as a fantasy team. <laughs> oh uh, but I guess that he's kind of getting to that point with basketball now. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's that point. We're getting to that point of Mojo Monday. So, do you guys want to you want to kick it off here with a little uh, like I got Mikey out dancing per usual? Um, but yeah, do you guys want? Does anyone want to bat first on Mojo Monday? Sure, let's do it. So this was a. Uh, I'm with you, Chad. We said about ESPN, by the way, earlier, how I just don't watch anymore. I don't even like their stuff on social media, really. But every now and then, they'll post a nice, good, kind of heartwarming story that, you know, the, the average person can kind of relate to a little bit. So it was SportsCenter particularly, particularly, and I think ESPN as well, the same thing, whatever, posted there was a, a youth soccer player uh, that he scored a hat trick against the team whose coach, um, when this kid was five years old, had cut him and basically just left him behind as the team went on to go play in the tournament. And the coach was apparently really nasty. The kid was crying and he scored a hat trick against that coach the other day. So good for him. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. All the good revenge story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so my mojo Monday, um, is my, my alum, my alumni, I'm, Alumni? I don't know how to say it the right way. I'm an alumni. You're a LaSalle alumnus, but yeah. you're, uh, your fellow LaSalle alumni. There you go. Yeah, there it is. So, <laughs> my, my, let me start this. My Mojo Monday is the LaSalle baseball team. Um, so, for anyone that doesn't know, uh, the program was cut, um, I want to say, in the fall. Um, and along with, you know, seven other sports uh, at the university, um, there's a part of budget cuts because you know we have an insane endowment, um, and it's you know it's the it's the players that that provide you know more tuition to the school. It's actually their fault that you know the school has no money. Anyway, um, they as a team decided not to sour and you know just kind of you know win one for the Gipper and 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 uh, and have a you know a crappy season. Um, they are actually 29 and 16. Um, they're on the verge of breaking a Sal record for wins in the season, which was 31, set all the way back in 1985. Um, they're on the verge of winning the A10. Uh, they're they're first in in the conference right now at, at I want to say 12 and six, um, and they're just it's just a great knit of players that are all playing together in front of a passionate coach. Um, the guy took some fire, um, quite honestly, in his first season as coach, but started to uh, turn around the program, and right when he did turn it around, it, it got pulled out from under him. Um, but no one on the team has stopped. It's been, it's been a great story the entire year. Um, they have a chance. Like, you know, they, college baseball is hard to explain. I'm not going to really get into it right now, but they have a chance to at least be in a regional this year. Um, whether they, you know, get to a Super Regional and in the College World Series, you know, no one, nobody can predict that um, from a team up north right now. Um, but like, it's it's the it's it's right now it's one of the best seasons in LaSalle history, and it's on the verge of being the best season in LaSalle history. Um, in in their what could be their last year. Um, so we actually, um, if anybody you know wants to help out in the campaign, knows anybody that. That has a lot of money, or you know, willing to help out a, a local team. Um, the the university has come back to you know the the leaders of of the state of South baseball campaign, 
and told them, you know, one to two million dollars raised by pretty sure the end of this week. I think it was a one to two week thing. Um, and they'll, you know, have another vote on 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 the team. Um, so that's our last last ditch effort is try to raise this, you know, two million dollars. Um, currently at over five hundred thousand dollars, so it's not like you know we're behind. Right. We yeah. Did, we we did as much as we could um, with the with the university really giving us no answers, but. I just think hats off to those guys. Like it's so easy to just roll over and die, um, but that's not the mentality of of the city. That's not the mentality, quite honestly, of LaSalle. Like I've I've taken a long look back at at my time at LaSalle during this process, and they teach you a lot about being the best person you can possibly be um, with values and and having the right attitude um, in every situation. I think they have not done that at the administration level, um, you know, putting these guys in the situation and giving us zero answers throughout the process. But I think the players have been a great embodiment of what the university is supposed to be. So that's uh, long-winded, but that's my that's my mojo Monday right there. No, and Chad, that was perfectly well said. I mean, you, you, you step back and you think about, right, these baseball players are like, and the way they're playing this season out are perfect ambassadors for this entire movement, right? Like, I mean, like you said, they're not quitting, they're not giving up, and and obviously anything we can do to help out too. Um, we want that because you like you played for them, like not, it's not just oh, Chad, you played for them. But, like you're right. Like look at Coach Janini, who's been on our show before, right? Like Joe Farrell's been on our show before. Like I, like I was telling you about like like some of the guys I was teammates with playing some ball. Like there is that demeanor and that blue collarness, with but also with that that sense of class and, and humility to it as well. And, and no, I have a whole lot of respect for for LaSalle and, and their athletic program because they're not the manicure campus. Like it's so much it I don't mean this in a bad way, like but I think you'll you'll get where I'm saying with this. It's like if you if you wanna go for like if you're rich, you'll go to Villanova. If you wanna like party and go to like the, the big school in Philly, you'll go to Temple, right? Like if you're a genius, you'll go to Penn or Drexel or something like that. Like and then it's like, okay, well maybe like you're not like a, a genius to go to Nova, so you'll you'll go to St. Joe's. It's like like and everyone just like how it looks at the sound like, oh, you don't have a football team, you don't really have anything, like you're just kind of in the hood and you suck. Like, so you guys wear that that badge of honor and that blue collarness, and I, I think I, I think it, it's it's the culture's great there, and I think it's a great school, and I think like right, like it's hard to tell someone to sign up to, to go to school for like what forty five fifty thousand dollars a year when when it's in the ghetto, like and there's not a whole lot of manicuric stuff around it, like right. Well, so if you're gonna go there and, and dig in, you, you obviously want roots there. No, you're right. It's not the sexy pick. It never has been the sexy pick. But one of the things, like, we don't even have really Greek life at LaSalle. Like, there's a couple of frats, a couple of fraternities, or frats, fraternities. There's a couple of frats, there's a couple of sororities. Um, but at least from my time being there, like, the real close knit of, of, the, of the school and the people that really drive other people to go to the university are the sports athletes and, and, and coaches. Like, um, not just the basketball team when they're good, when they're not good. It's like you go to a party and you're able to hang out with, with people that in other schools, the only time you're seeing them um, is, you know, walking down the street and you're like, oh, what's up, Hackenberg? Like, like you know, Penn State. Like, that kind of thing. Like, it, you, are, you get to be really close with some of the great – Yeah, you get to be really close with some of the greatest athletes um, – you know, it's it's weird to say this, but in the world, like a Division One athlete, the percentages of playing a Division One sport are crazy insane. Um, I'm not saying you know everyone's a celebrity, but like I mean, I went to Paris and Hill with Tyron Garland. Like, 
you don't get that other at, at other universities. So, um, I, I it's 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 terrible. I, I just I think it's it's such a wrong decision in so many different ways. Uh, but they've, they've just done such a good job to battle through it and, and not let it affect them for this year. No, for sure. And you know, obviously, like I said, hopefully in those two weeks we'll get the money. Um, and, and maybe in two weeks we'll have another Mojo Monday, right? Yeah. You don't want like, pop some champagne or something. <clears throat> Um, and I'll, I'll wrap mine up real quick. I'll make it fast. So Ryan Miller, I mean, it's whew, Captain America. Good mm-hmm. Lord. And Zach, I mean, I don't know. There's, without a shadow of doubt, I was actually thinking about you the entire time when I was like writing my notes after this. I was like, man, if he was a Sabres fan like 15 years ago, Ryan Miller would be like your Eli Manning of hockey. Yeah. Like that's, and I mean that, like. You I, I remember like, watching him. Yeah, the Olympic Games. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of cool, as much as I hate the Penguins, it's kind of cool when, when Pittsburgh gives you a standing ovation. Like, it was the first game, I think, that he came back after the Olympics in 2014 when they lost to uh, Canada, and they gave him a standing O for, like, how he played. And then, obviously, they gave him a standing O last night uh, up in Minnesota. I'm not sure, is that his home? Is, is he from Minnesota, by chance, Chad? Do you know that? That was complete, you know, shot in the dark, but... I'm sorry, what was the question? Oh, sorry, I was asking, do you know Brian Miller's from Minnesota, by chance? I was... Uh, Alexa, where's Ryan no Miller from? Ryan Miller was born in East Lansing, Michigan. Damn. Oh, Michigan. Okay. That's, wow. Two for two, though. Those are not two easy questions. I don't know, right? Um, but no, obviously, hats off to Ryan Miller for an awesome career and everything accomplished. And, you know, thankful as a USA hockey fan. It's funny. I always tell the story. I'll never forget. It's funny. My dad might not remember this, but I remember so vividly being home on, I don't even know what the, like, what the occasion may have been, because I guess it was like February of senior year of my college, and I was home that weekend, and it was a Sunday. I remember we were about to have dinner with like my grandma and my aunt and stuff, and we were watching like a Sunday afternoon for the gold medal, and unfortunately Canada won, but I remember they were, the U.S. was down by one, and uh, Zach Parise scored like seven seconds left, and they pulled the goalie to tie it, to send it over time, and that's where of course Cross ripped our hearts out, but but I remember, like, in that moment, Parisi was on the Devils at the time, and, you know, Ryan Callahan's, like, a, you know, Ranger, obviously, at the time. And I just remember, like, Parisi scoring that seven seconds. Like, it was like, I was like, and he, so I just flipped it in, and me and my dad, like, like hugged each other. Yeah! yeah it was just, like, it's, and it's one of those moments where I was thinking, like, it's so cool. Like, in a world where, like, we hate the Rangers or hate the Penguins as a Flyers fan, and, like, obviously, everybody hates the respective rivals. But that's what Ryan Miller brought the best in all of us. You know what I mean? Like, it was really cool, like, watching those games and, and obviously, he was just as much of a hero, you know, with, I believe he was the goalie during that T.J. Oshie uh, action in, in Russia. I believe he was the goalie. I could be wrong on that. It might have been Jonathan Quick. But um, but either way, he did an awesome job for Team USA and was a great ambassador for hockey. So hats off to Ryan Miller on an awesome career. Winning this American goalie, too. Yeah, no, it's great, great, great career. So that's a, that's a good, good choice. And I'll tell you, you know, it's another good choice. Having Myron Mixon on the show, boys. Woo, we gotta get this hyped up. Let's go. Come on. On a scale of one to fifteen, I'm like a thousand right now. That's how hyped up I am. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be so much fun. I've been thinking about this for weeks. We, it, it, first of all, I'm gonna. I, this is gonna be the ultimate test. Like I always say, I don't read. I couldn't even tell you the last book I read. I guess it's a Packers book I've been reading, but like something like non-sports related. We're gonna crank this out tomorrow. We're gonna go a little keto okay. barbecue. Myron Mixon. So we're gonna talk to Myron tomorrow. We will, and so we'll run it on Thursday during our normal show, and then maybe, maybe we'll see some highlights. Maybe we'll clip or two out on YouTube beforehand, just a little sliver for for the, our followers. Um, but you guys hope for that. It should be good. A good ass time. Mouth watering already. 
I know, minus two. I cannot wait. Like, seriously. Well, it's funny. So, I am making ribs tomorrow for the occasion. That's what I was going to say. I feel, I feel like you should smoke some smoke some ribs and, and have them ready to show them. Chad, for, from scratch. It's his <laughs> recipe, and it's from scratch. Rubs from wow. scratch. Sauces from scratch. I have, like, ten things sitting on my futon, like, out there. It's, like, and you know what the best part is? I read, I'm like, I, if I just started telling you all the things that are going to get involved with this, it was like, a quart of orange juice, like, there's so many different random-ass things in this recipe, I'm, like, so excited to try, I'm like, this is gonna be the best ribs ever, like, oh my god, it's, and he, dude, he's the one that taught me how to cut the membrane off watching barbecue pen masters, and then all of a sudden, it's like, wow, these ribs are falling off the bone, how about that, it's like, he's a genius, he's the best at barbecue. Oh, yeah. So, it's gonna be awesome, so we'll have Myron on this week, um, and we'll, we'll uh, announce on all our social media outlets, how you can tune in for all that, and so that point, Follow us on social media, right? Uh, Spotify and iTunes, obviously, for all the audio episodes first. But uh, from a social media standpoint, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, at underscore get side. Well, I guess actually it's Instagram, Twitter, at underscore get sidetracked. And then Twitter is the r slash sidetracked. You know, I'm getting into the Reddit thing, so I, I got to adjust that graphic. Um, and then make sure you check us out on our website, too, www.get-sidetracked.com. And then, obviously, for all the video stuff, check us out on Twitch. Follow to the heart to the left. Subscribe to the right. Uh, free for Amazon Prime, which everyone's got Prime at this point. So, like, I, I always say that, like, like, oh, like, if you don't have, have it, like, everyone has. It's just, it's just subscribe. It's, it's good stuff. Uh, and then uh, there's absolutely zero excuse to not subscribe on YouTube because we'll have all sorts of highlights for the interviews and um, some cool stuff from obviously our most recent podcasts and all sorts of good stuff there. That's free. And you know, it's a shame if you didn't if you missed out on the March Madness fun. That was one of the tickets to get in. You know, and it's like I said, it's. Absolutely F-R-E-E free. So, um, unfortunately, the store is not free, but if you want to check out <laughs> some cool gear and uh, some swag on the Sidetrack store, uh, feel free to check us out as well. Um, summer's coming around the corner. Maybe you're looking for some golf gear, you know, whatever it is. Uh, come, come by and check us out. Um, we got all sorts of cool gear on the Sidetrack store as well. So, all right, boys. It was fun getting the whole family back together here. The chat was awesome tonight. Uh, Joe and Josh, always know I'm fan. Uncle Ricky, this is awesome tonight. And, uh, yeah, we're getting good. Like I said, I'm, I'm all hyped up just like thinking about Myron and stuff this week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Great week ahead. I got a tequila, too. I'm making margaritas for uh, for this. <laughs> Cabo oh, Wabo. Nice. Yeah, oh, yeah. We're, we're going all in chat. Chad, you're Zach, I'm, I'm bummed. I wish you could see this. It's going to be a lot of fun. I know. I can't wait to, to catch the highlights and watch it. Dude, by the end of this, you're going to buy a smoker. I'm already getting hungry right now. So. Oh, baby. We're going to talk. We're talking brisket. I want to take one of his classes one-on-one. Like, there's all sorts of cool stuff. So, we'll break all that down. I could sit here and do a whole hour just, like, drooling about it. So, we'll get out of here. Let everyone get on with their Monday night. Well, thank everyone for checking us out tonight. Checking in with the chat. We, we had a lot of fun with everyone. So, like I said, we'll be back on the air on Thursday. Check us out on social media for all the announcements with upcoming guests and all that fun stuff. Uh, but we hope everyone has a great Monday. We'll see everyone back in the living room Thursday night. Cheers, everyone.